Meditation. That's a word we often associate with other religions, Eastern religions, but it is a great discipline for the Christian. Welcome to Bible Studies for Life, the adult podcast. This is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And in this session, we're going to see meditation from a biblical perspective, which really is quite different from the practices of other religions. Chris Johnson, it's good to be with you for another podcast. Hey, thanks. Grateful to be here with you. We have Chris James with us, and I know you're going to introduce him in a minute. And you guys just listening to you talk before we started recording, um, you guys just blew me away with how committed you are to knowing God's word and memorizing God's word. Me, um, it's more of a the first icebreaker question we ask is what song or jingle often gets stuck in your head? That's that's the world that I live in. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, as I, Chris said, we do have Chris James joining us for the podcast. Uh, Chris is the, the writer of this study on how to build your life on God's word. So, Chris, thank you for joining us all the way from Lowell, Massachusetts. Thanks, Lynn. It's so great to be here. And Chris is... Uh, not only does he write for us, but he is the pastor, the lead pastor of Mill City Church in Lowell. He works with college students up in the area. Gosh, been up there for 20 years. Just celebrated 20 years in January of this year. And uh, of course, we talked earlier that you said this is one of your favorite parts about living in Massachusetts is this time of year with the weather changing and the fall and all that that comes with it. Absolutely. Any any snowstorms and blizzards you endure in January and February, October <laughs> makes it worth it. Oh, that's great. Well, we are talking about... Um, meditation on God's word today. And what we're going to look at is, this is the point as we, as we look into this passage in Psalm and Philippians, that saturating our minds with, with scripture will keep us focused on the things of God. We're going to look at two passages uh, in this study, but the first one is going to be uh, Psalm 1. And let me begin, let me read the first half of the Psalm for us to see how meditating on scripture provides blessings and it provides delight. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So, Chris, you mentioned um, how... Biblical meditation, Christian meditation is different from uh, Middle Eastern uh, meditation. Give us, hit us with that so that we're all clear on, on the distinction and the difference between the two. Yeah, very, very simply put, I, I, I think it's fair to say that a lot of, of the Eastern idea of meditation is, is to sit and to empty my mind empty my, my, my mind of, of thoughts. And, and Christian meditation is actually filling my mind with thoughts, and, and, but more literally filling my mind with God's truth. So uh, when we're saying meditate on scripture, we are saying taking portions of God's word, a verse or two verses or a paragraph, and allowing it just to sink in and thinking about it, processing it, and, and even mumbling it and murmuring it to myself constantly. Uh, as a Texan, I grew up around uh, both oil wells and cows, and um, th th there's a point to okay, this. Okay, good, Chris. good. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. But, 
But with cows, I was fascinated to learn. We've always heard about this idea. Do you see the cow out there? He looks like he's munching. The, or the, the, the cow's chewing its cud. And I was amazed to discover what happens is a cow actually has five stomachs. Now, I'm taking someone's word for it. I haven't counted those. But what the cow does, he, he eats, the, uh, eats the grass. And when he's very contented, he will, for lack of a better term, regurgitate up some of that that he's already put in his first stomach, and he will chew on it. And as uh, what I've learned about this is that actually is good for his digestive process, what it does, but he he's already consumed it, but he brings it back up and he just sort of mulls on it a little bit. And I thought that is what meditation on scripture is for me. It's, as you said, I'm not emptying my mind. I'm taking some scripture that I've already ingested into me, but now I'm pulling it back up to think about it, process it, look at all the nuances of it, its application and principles in my life. Meditation is like chewing the cud. I'm with you, Lynn. That's a great, that's a great illustration. Well, if it's all right, Chris, at this point, can I bring up the, the topic of memorization? Because I know this is a big topic for you, a big discipline for you, as we talk about meditation, to also talk about memorization. Can you start us on that? Yeah, and uh, I, I I honestly believe that meditation and memorization have to be two sides of the same coin. I, I really do believe that one feeds and fuels the other. I, I, it, you, you can't meditate on something that, that you haven't had memorized. Now, we can most definitely go into a quiet room and, and we can get alone with God and we can meditate on a verse of scripture that's right in front of us. But what memorization does is it allows our meditation to become portable. I mean, I mean, we're very mobile people now, right? I mean, we have, we, we're, we're all over the place. We work from home. We're, we're constantly on the go. What memorization does, scripture memory allows us to make our meditation mobile and it's portable now. I, I can meditate on it wherever I go. And, and so I think that's why they both have to go together. I think some of my best time for meditation is while I'm driving, you know, I mm -hmm. turn all the music, turn all that off and just sit there and think about the scripture. And mm -hmm. as you said, it's, it's far easier to do because I've already got it in my heart. Yeah. I first learned about this principle. This is my first semester of seminary. Uh, I had a special speaker come to our church where I, I was attending and uh, really challenged me in this discipline. And it was a uh, it was a game changer for me. Now, I, I had a period there where I got out of the discipline, but I've got back into it. Um, I even use a Bible app. To, uh, I, I found this incredible Bible app that I use every morning. It really helps me just keep going back through the uh, memorization. What is the Bible app that you're talking about? It is called Bible Memory Pro. I think there's a free version, uh, I think, but I opted to get the uh, the pay version just because I use it so much and it's it's so handy because I think memorization is so critical. It's the question is, okay, that sounds good, but how do I do it? Uh, can you share some tips with us, some, uh, some just some practical ways to to encourage us to memorize? Yeah, and th and this is born out of my my own experience. I mean, this. Let me just share just very briefly. The first time I memorized a chapter of scripture was for a grade my first year of seminary. 
it was in a Christian formation, spiritual formation class, and we were required to memorize a chapter of scripture of at least 20 verses and then share a devotion about it. And the Lord convicted me with that, Lynn, because I, I thought after that process, this is the first chapter of scripture I've ever memorized, and I did it for a grade. <laughs> But I will tell you, from that experience, I, I, I then went on to memorize another chapter and another chapter. And, and here's some of the things that, I, that, I, that I, I employed in my own life is, you know, start small, but aim big. Um, you can't memorize a chapter of scripture without first memorizing a paragraph. And you can't memorize a paragraph before you memorize one verse. So you just simply start with one verse. And, and I think what can be really helpful for people is starting with a verse that is very meaningful to you. Um, it's kind of like a, a song, right? If there's a song that you just love, well, you can't say that you love the hymn, How Great Thou Art, and not know the lyrics, True. right? Um, you, you, we, we memorize songs all the time and we, we memorize those songs that are most precious to us and most meaningful. So I would tell people start small, start with a passage or a verse that is really meaningful to you. And and then in order to do that, um, I I think you can look, I'm old school. I I might be a younger guy, but I'm still kind of old school. I, I love just writing verses down on an index card and just taking them with me. You know, you can put it in your refrigerator. You can put it over the sink in the kitchen. Um, you can even put it on the dashboard of your car. Um, put it in your pocket. Um, if, if you're a mom and you're waiting for the kids to get done with soccer practice, you got it there in your car. Just go over it. Like wherever, whatever. And, and you can take that principle and now extrapolate it and say, well, I would rather go do something more digital. I can digitalize it. Well, what, whatever you need to do, just take it with you and just keep going over it every day uh, or or wherever you are. It, it, I think too often, I'll just say this comment and I'll, I'll, I'll bat it back to you, Lynn. I think too often we just confine our time with God and our quiet time at six or seven in the morning, and then we wait until the next 24 hours before we pick it up again. In order to memorize and meditate on scripture, I'm looking for ways where I can take this with me throughout the day to keep coming back to it. I find myself throughout the day just reviewing those verses. Uh, of course, reviews, I think, a critical part of, of learning verses, memorizing them, uh, that it just becomes second nature to you. But just as, again, as I'm driving, uh, as I'm taking a shower, just they go through my head. I just kind of review them there. And, and, and the beauty of it is this is when I'm in a, a situation where I need the wisdom of God or I need some direction. It is nine times out of 10. It is one of those verses that will pop up that gives me the direction I need. You just made me think of something really uh, funny. This will put a smile on some people's faces. When I was in college at Southern Miss, there was a group of us from campus ministry and um, this was back in the 90s, we would write scripture memory on index cards, put it in a Ziploc bag and hang it from the, uh, the shower head in the shower. And it was one of the ways in which we memorized scripture and we called it shower power. So there's, uh, <laughs> there's another tool for you. Oh, that's great. Well, as we talk about this idea of memorizing and, of course, with it, the, the, the principle, the discipline of meditation, 
we want you to see the benefit of that because when we do this, when we meditate on Scripture, it's going to help us pursue righteous living. Now, we've been in Psalm chapter 1. Let me take us to the second half of this psalm, picking up verse 4. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Chris, I'm wondering, as, as I've listened to you talk about um, scripture memory, tell us about people who have influenced you um, in, in the whole process of memorizing and meditating on God's word. Well, I'll tell you the person who's been most influential to me, and it's a woman named a woman named Janet Pope. Um, I first met Janet. I was first exposed to Janet's work uh, when I was in college, and um, and since then I, I've I've interacted with her in a couple of different conference settings. But Janet Janet is simply an average everyday mom um, who did not grow up in the church. But after she became a Christian, she just started getting a heart for memorizing scripture, utilizing a lot of the same principles that I just talked about earlier and just taking it with her wherever she would go, just simply as she was living her normal life every day. And that has led her over the years to memorize. I think last count was like 17 or 18 different books (laughs) of scripture, guys, not not just a verse. Not just a chapter, but a book of scripture. She's memorized like 17 or 18 books of the Bible. And uh, in her book, she she poses the question. People will ask me a lot of times, Janet, do you have a great method for memorizing scripture? And her answer, I think, is so instructive for us. She says, no, I don't have a great method, but I do have a great motivation. And when you have a great motivation, any method will work. And guys, I think that's so instructive for us because we we human beings, when we are really motivated to do anything, we will find a way to do it, right? And so I I love that that message of of honing in on the motivation. Um, And so perhaps if you're listening today and, and maybe scripture memory just seems something that's so daunting to you. Perhaps maybe the first thing you could do is just simply ask God, God, would you give me a taste? Would you give me taste buds for this? And would you give me a strong motivation to do this? And then we'll figure out the method. So, Lynn, we, we both work at Lifeway. There was a guy who worked in the mail room who would memorize chapters and books of the Bible. And I got to know him. And uh, for a time, he would ask me if I would at lunch, if I would meet with him and I would just spot him uh, so that he would he would memorize while I was looking at the Bible and be sure that he was on track or if he if he stumbled or if he couldn't remember something so I could just keep him going. And it was a powerful those were powerful moments for me just to sit down with a, a really intelligent, but just a regular guy who worked in the meal room uh, who made a commitment to memorizing God's word, a lot like what you've talked about with Janet Pope, um, Chris, and, and was successful at it, but just started and kept going. It, it is so critical, this meditation, memorization, to really help us to 
to know how we ought to live our lives. And, and also, I think it just helps guide our thinking, just our, our, our thought processes. Uh, Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, he, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Call to look, to focus on the right things in our in our thinking, which which certainly takes us back to meditating and memorizing God's word. I have recently uh, one of the verses I've been uh, memorizing lately uh, is in Second Corinthians ten verse five, which uh, I'm just going to hit the tail end where, where the call is as Paul said, I want to take every thought obedient to make it captive to Christ. And that, that there was a motivation for me to memorize that, to learn it, because I want to make sure my thoughts, even, you know, just those, just that it's all honoring to Christ. I want to make them obedient to Christ. One of the questions that we ask in this portion of the, of the study is how does thinking on these things, how is that different from just thinking happy or positive thoughts? And, and I think that's a good question. It is a good question um, because the I, the way I see it is there's this contrast, right? Um, so if if I'm driving, um, and 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 in New England, this is totally the case. If I'm driving and I'm really mad at the guy in front of me, and then but in the midst of getting mad, I'm reminded um, be 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 quick, slow to speak, and quick to listen. Um, and, or if I'm wanting to complain and murmur about my boss, but then I think about Colossians three, where Paul says that I'm to do all things uh, for the glory of God and that I'm to honor uh, my employer. What, what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to bring those verses into my everyday experience. It's not just about thinking happy thoughts. It's about in my everyday life and circumstances Am I able to activate the word of God and employ the word of God in what I'm facing? Having it memorized, having it in our hearts is what makes the difference, isn't it? It is. And I, I wrote in here this, this, I was going back and looking at this. Our mind's filter is only as effective as our scriptural database is full. And so I, I wonder if, you know, there, there are a lot of us who we we're not able to filter our thoughts. We're not able to filter our language because, well, the word's not really in there. Um, and so that's why we want to get it in there. Chris, you closed out this, this session uh, with the live it out section where you gave three very practical ways we can implement this in our lives. Uh, the first thing you said was to make some room. We spend a lot of time with a screen in front of us, computer or certainly our smartphones. Consider reducing that time by 30 minutes a day to make some room for your schedule for Bible intake and meditation. A part of my, my iPhone will tell me occasionally how much, how much screen time, uh, how much time I've, I've spent looking at, at, at the screen in a week. And I'm always surprised at how, how many hours that is. And I think it's gotten, it started getting worse and continued to with, with COVID and uh, quarantining and those kind of things. Um, 
but that's a good reminder that if if we cut that time that the amount of time that uh, we're looking at our iPhones or that we're on social media or we're watching TV, there is time we can make room to do this. We always find time for what's important to us. Yeah. The other thing you said here was to make a list uh, on a journal on your device or identify 10 meaningful verses that you want to commit to memory and then devise a plan to start memorizing scripture. Again, I think, as you said earlier, Chris, that the idea is start small and here is the suggestion, 10 verses. I love the fact that you really encourage us throughout this study uh, to target a verse that already has significance or meaning to you and make that what you memorize. Yeah, absolutely. The, the big thing that I want to just emphasize here uh, is there are so many of us that when we think about Christian growth, we, we, we live in this age of polarities, right? Okay, so in order to memorize scripture, then I have to throw my smartphone away. Well, we're not talking about those extremes. That there, there's growth to be had in simply doing something small, like cutting back 20 or 30 minutes here and then replacing it with something else. And you can't run a marathon if you don't first run a mile, right? And so you do something small like this, and then God will grow you through that. And then you go to the next step, and then you go to the next step. But don't get so overwhelmed by looking at the Janet Popes of the world that you don't recognize that she had to start with that first mile as well. So it's been humbling for me to listen to you guys. I really appreciate um, the emphasis and the commitment that both of you have made to memorizing God's word. And uh, it's uh, been a, it's been good for me to hear you. And uh, it's been a good challenge for me. You know, I may not get to the place where I'm, I'm memorizing like you are, but just the challenge to meditate and then to re be reminded that well, you can't really do that if it's not in your mind, if it's not in your heart, if you haven't treasured God's word in your heart. So I think that that's a lot of what we're talking about when we talk about how to build your life on God's word. It's putting it in our hearts and making it a priority, reading it regularly, and then taking to the, ne the next step to meditating on it, memorizing it, being sure that it's that we're treasuring his word in our heart. So you've challenged me and I appreciate that. Chris James, thank you for leading us in the study to see the, the importance of saturating our minds with scripture. And we are glad that all of you joined us for this podcast. And we hope that you have a great Bible study with your group this week. 